Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Head over to lifeaudio.com now. Remember, you can have full access to all our sleep stories commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the app. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, and welcome to the sleep story from Abide. I'm Chloe, and it's a pleasure to have you join me for tonight's bedtime story called Nestle, Don't Wrestle. This evening, we will be looking at the story of Jacob when he wrestled the Lord on one life-changing night. From the account in Genesis 32, verses 22 to 30, we see that Jacob was never the same again from that point on. After his wrestling match with the man, whom most scholars believe was the pre-incarnate Christ, Jacob was not only physically marked by this encounter, but he was also given a brand new name, and he and his descendants were perpetually blessed. As we will see, this scripture passage shows us that God loves direct contact with his people. After all, though he could have stopped and gained the victory at any point, he wrestled with Jacob from dusk till dawn. However, Tonight, we will be exploring that perhaps there is a better way to contact God than wrestling yourself into an exhaustion in an act of striving. Maybe God wants you to nestle, not wrestle. To snuggle, not struggle. As James 4.8 tells us, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Let's practice that during this sleep story tonight. Jesus is inviting you to cease your wrestling and nestle against his chest, to finish your struggle and snuggle close to your heavenly Father, to rely on him, not defy him. Envision John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, leaning his head on the chest of the Lord at supper. Direct, loving, close contact. That is the kind God wants the most. Contact that will give you rest for your soul not tire you out. With the eyes of your heart, picture yourself leaning your weary head on Jesus' chest. All the striving ceases. All your cares fade away. Let Jesus carry whatever you've been holding on to. 
As you prepare for sleep, practice being still by breathing gently. Inhale and exhale. Feel your belly rise and fall in a rhythmic pattern. With each exhalation, you will find that any tension which has collected from the anxiety and cares of your day will dissolve from your body. Breathe deeply into your lower lungs until all the air is gone. Become aware that you are expelling the old stagnant air from the day and with it, the old stagnant thoughts. Now breathe in a lungful of fresh, clean oxygen. Close your tired eyes. Bring your awareness to the muscles in your face and head and neck. Release any tightness. Consciously making your way down your body to your shoulders and chest. Continue to release the tension along your back and down your arms, through your core and stomach muscles, all the way down your hips and legs, and finally to your ankles and feet. You can let go of all the tension. Give it to Jesus. You have permission to snuggle, not struggle. To practice reliance, not defiance. God wants to bless you tonight. You don't need to wrestle. Surrender the stress. May you simply rest and be blessed. Your Father wants you to cease striving. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The joy of knowing God is the highest blessing we can receive. When we seek Him, we will find Him. Be still and know that He is God. The knowing follows the stillness. So as you enter into deeper stillness, trust that through the story tonight, you will come to know him better. Not simply to know facts about him, but to know him intimately and directly. I will begin our story in prayer. Most affectionate Father, thank you for leading this listener to this sleep story tonight so that they may come into direct loving contact with you. They want to know you more, Father, and you long for that even more than they do. In fact, 
you said to Jeremiah in chapter 29, verse 13 and 14, You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, and I will be found by you. That is what you declare in your word, Father. So we know that as this beloved child seeks you, they will certainly find you. I pray that you will lead them into deep, rest-filled sleep through this story tonight and lead them to nestle against your chest. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. I invite you to make any further adjustments to get completely comfortable so that your rest is sweet. Now as we delve into the story, allow me to read the account of that momentous night in Genesis 32 out of the New International Version. Relax and let the words and images soak over you. Picture the scene in your mind's eye. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please, tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Let's pray. Powerful and loving God, thank you that you come to us so that we may experience you tangibly and know you deeply. Thank you that your desire is for us to know you, even as we are fully known. We are eternally grateful that you sent your Son to earth in flesh to walk with mankind and come in intimate contact with humanity. 
would you come again with your spirit to this precious listener and let them taste and see your goodness tonight. May they cease all striving and know that you are God. In Jesus' name, Amen. I invite you to imagine yourself in Jacob's place on that solitary and momentous night. Imagine the scene vividly. It's dusk. The sunset is fading on the horizon near the Jordan River. It looks like a brilliant watercolour canvas. The colours range from every shade of pastel, from delicate oranges and yellows to soft reds and dusky pinks to pale purples stretching up into greys and blues until they reach the starry night. You can feel the chill of nightfall approaching. When the sun goes down in the desert, the temperature drops rapidly. You've been shouldering some cares today. Your brother, who is your enemy of old, is approaching your camp. You have sent your family across the Jabbok stream for safety. And now you are alone. Fully alone in solitude. You take a cleansing breath of the cold night air. You watch your breath exhale as a misty vapour. You ponder that your life is just like that, but a vapour, just a wisp of breath. But it is the gift of God for you. Each breath, each moment is his gift to you. You need his nearness and comfort now. You whisper in your heart a plea for his presence and peace to come to you. Nothing but silence and stillness answers you. But somehow you sense a calm. God is coming with his answer. He has never failed you yet. Just then, a man appears. He is radiant and glowing bright, almost like an angel. But there's a different quality about him, a weighty glory. He sees you and runs towards you. But before you know it, your defensive instinct activates and you hurl yourself at him and begin to wrestle. This man is strapping and fit, but you have never been more full of vitality and vigour yourself. So you are both equally matched. Time seems to blur 
as you tussle and wrestle well into the small hours. Eventually, dawn breaks, and you realize that this wrestle has been enduring from sunset to sunrise. You are beginning to see the man's features. In his eyes, there is a deep kindness. You realize that you began this struggle, but your pride wouldn't let you relent. The man himself looks to the eastern horizon and sees the brand new sun emerge over the desert plains. He sees that you aren't going to let him go. With something akin to reluctance in his expression, he pauses in the struggle and touches your hip, and it's painful. You cannot go on fighting any longer. In a deep, resonant voice, he says to you, Let me go, for it is daybreak. Your strength is spent, and you want to stop the fight as well. But this man has given you a limp, and you want a blessing too. You say to him, I will not let you go, unless you bless me. With a glimmer in the man's eyes, he asks you, What is your name? Something deep inside you tells you that he already knows, but you tell him your name. He responds, That will no longer be your name. I am giving you a new name. He speaks out your new name. It lands upon your soul. Who is this man that he can give you a new name and in that moment wipe away your past? along with all its guilt and shame and regret. You want to know him. After this long night of wrestling, you feel connected to him. He feels like a friend. You earnestly ask, Please, tell me your name. But he replies to you, Why do you want to know my name? The man doesn't tell you his name. But, with another twinkle in his eye, he blesses you right there. And then he leaves you. You realize this was no man, nor merely an angel. This was the Lord himself. As the sun dawns, the knowledge also dawns that you have seen God face to face, and yet your life was spared. And now, for the rest of your days, 
you possess physical proof that you were touched by God himself. Proof that you will never be able to forget. And proof that even those around you will see. Allow the images and sensations you experienced during the story to wash over you. Let this truth land in your heart. Let the new name he gave you shape how you see yourself. Let's pray. Dear loving Lord, we long for intimate, direct contact with you. We want to see you face to face. Would you make your presence a lived reality for this listener tonight? Lord, as you struggled with Jacob all through the long night, would your Holy Spirit snuggle with this listener through the night, bringing comfort and peace? May all striving and fighting cease. Lead your child into times of solitude where they can directly connect with you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Before the direct, face-to-face, hand-to-hand combat with the Lord, the scripture says, Jacob was alone. This is a very important detail, which can be easy to gloss over. You must come on your own to a place of quietness and solitude before God can meet you in a close one-on-one encounter. Of course, God can meet you anywhere, when you're caught in traffic on your way to work, when you're at the beach walking your dog, when you're buying groceries at the supermarket. But there are things you can only know of God when you set aside the special time and place to come to Him in complete stillness of heart. In Isaiah 30 verse 15 we read, For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. These sacred places of quietness are necessary to come to taste and see the goodness of God. They are springs of refreshing for your soul. Picture a quiet space where you can withdraw regularly to just be with the Lord. It could be a small room in your house or a comfy armchair with your well-worn Bible on a side table. It could be near a window with a view through which you can gaze out at God's creation. Feel the sweet, gentle whisper of God calling to you 
to cease struggling and come to him. To come and simply be still. Allow me to read Isaiah 30 verse 15 again, this time in the New Living Translation. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and in confidence is your strength. Consider the following statement in light of the fall of Adam and the rising of Christ. Striving is the curse. Enjoyment is the covenant. Striving is the curse. Enjoyment is the covenant. As the very first item in the Westminster Catechism reads, The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Enjoyment of God is not a peripheral bonus. It is the main issue. Enjoying God brings an end to the chase for other blessings. When we come to know God, He fulfills our every desire because He becomes our every desire. Allow me to read how King David articulated it in Psalm 37, verse 4 through 7. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. We all seek blessings. We all seek good things. But we can fail to realize that God is the best treasure that we can possess. He is beyond price. Consider again what Jacob said to the Lord. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Could it be that the greatest blessing Jacob could experience was that personal, face-to-face and skin-to-skin encounter with his God and Maker? We were made for him. We were not made to strive with the Lord. In Ecclesiastes 4.6, Solomon, the wisest human to ever live, wrote, One hand full of rest is better than two fists full of labor and striving after wind. We were designed to walk in the garden, side by side with our Creator God. 
Even the psalmist sings in Psalm 46.10, Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Consider again the Last Supper, when John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, rested his head on Jesus' chest. No struggle, no striving, just quietness and rest. Because of such intimacy and friendship, it is possible to assume that John was Jesus' closest earthly companion. Oh, what it would be to know Jesus like John did. To know yourself as the disciple whom Jesus loves. He will make himself known to you. He wants friendship and companionship like that far more than you do. Simply come to him now and rest your head on his chest. Let me read Isaiah 30 verse 15 over you again. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. And in Hebrews 4 verses 9 and 10, We hear about God's design of rest for us, His people. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from His. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. Precious Lord, you know all that we do. You see everything. Nothing is hidden from you. You see every sparrow fall. And you know when this child has been striving and fighting and becoming exhausted. You see when the challenges of life become overwhelming. But you want your child to give it all over to you. You are inviting them to come and be still and rest in you. Your word tells us that you give to your beloved ones even in their sleep. Come to this beloved one tonight and bring rest and restoration to their weary soul. Holy Spirit, give them your perfect peace as they sleep tonight. Continue to give them sweet dreams. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. The prophet Isaiah declared the words of the Lord in chapter 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast 
because they trust in you. Beloved listener, keep your mind fixed steadfastly on Jesus Christ, not on the many problems of your life. Don't let the distractions of this world get the attention Jesus deserves. But when the cares of this world try to distract you, find a quiet place, just like Jacob did, just like you are finding right now, and be still before the Lord. Be still and know that He is God. Cry out to Him and know that He will answer. Let Psalm 34.17 encourage you. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Let me pray. Dear loving Heavenly Father, thank you for drawing this listener into solitude tonight. Thank you for helping them let go of the wrestle and simply nestle as they sleep. I pray that through this time of quietness and rest, they have entered into deeper trust in you. Thank you for bringing newness of life and blessings to your beloved one, just as you did for Jacob. Would you continue to show yourself to them as they sleep? Fill their dreams with thoughts of you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Keep breathing gently and deeply. Feel the rest and sweetness of God's presence enfold you. As you sleep, beloved one, keep nestling your head on Jesus' chest.